Big Rab Show podcast is kindly sponsored by G1 Reads. They are the champion's choice, with many bands around the world playing G1 products, including two-time world champions in Vararian District. So check out g1reads.com as they keep the lights on here on the Big Rab Show podcast. Well, hello, folks. Welcome to another Big Rab Show podcast, episode 261. It's hard to believe we've been going for this long. And uh, I, no doubt we're not showing any signs of slowing. As you've already noticed by the title of this week's episode, new year, new season, new approach and all that jazz. We're going to be talking in a bit of a roundtable discussion with ourselves and the brand new Big Rab Show team talking about this incoming year. 2022 is a year full of hope. Uh yeah, hope. <laughs> I that's what we're going to talk about in the rest of the podcast. But first of all, we'll do our usual introductions and stuff. If this is your first ever Big Rab Show podcast, then you are welcome. We are the show for the bagpiping folk, reflecting everything in the bagpiping world, be it Celtic music, folk music, or our bread and butter, competitive piping and drumming. Each and every week, we talk about what we know and love to be the music of the great Highland bagpipe and its people. Can you tell I've read that a few times off the script by now? Yeah. <laughs> now, with each and every podcast, we do like to kick things off with listener mail and all that sort of stuff. But unfortunately, there's no listener mail this week because, like I say, we have a roundtable discussion with the team and I'm not going to sit here and read through emails. So, yeah, your listener mail will hit next week's episode. So send us in your thoughts and feelings and anything we're talking about this week. Our email address is bigrabshow at gmail.com. Also, I'm going to throw a well, a brief introduction then to the rest of the team. Joining me on the show this week, we have Andrew Shilladay, of course, Deej McIntosh, and brand new team member, James. How are you? <laughs> How are you doing well, guys? Yeah. Yeah, there you go. And we're all talking via Zoom, so this is all a bit weird. We can all see each other and stuff, but you listening on the pod right now. You can't, so there you go. Uh, but first of all, did you just all get over the holidays? Okay, lads. Starting with yourself, Andrew. How did your Christmas go? Hi. I had plenty of turkey and plenty of scuds. I think I put about three stone weight on, so I have, honestly. <laughs> James, did you have a good holiday season, man? Nice, same old. Plenty of eating, plenty of drinking, plenty of beer. Good man, good man. Deej, you look like uh, pretty much the same as myself and that you had a decent good time. But that looks a big smile on your face. Aye. Aye, all that drink, it was uh, different. That <laughs> was indeed, aye. Well, we're gonna, the reason I have you is on this week's show is because this is a bit of an episode we've been working on for a wee while now. We've got a list of questions and stuff that we're going to put together here and just give our thoughts and feelings. 2022, we do have dates in the calendar but what our season will look like, we just have no idea at this point. And that's what we're going to be talking about. But before we get into the actual discussion and all the rest, I'm going to get in a shameless plug before we kick things off. Uh, Deej and James, I know you guys are both drummers, but have you ever thought about picking up a copy of Finding Bagpipe Freedom? No. Both shaking their heads <laughs> on a podcast. No, no they haven't. <laughs> No, well, here, I have to say, even as me as a drummer, I would encourage you to get a look at it. You know, it is actually quite good. They talk quite a lot about rhythmical playing and stuff, and it's really quite interesting for drummers as well as pipers. So, yeah, if you are going to be getting a copy, be sure to check out the website and all the rest and use our promo codes, which is Big Rab, and you get money off. There you go. So there you are. I get that shameless plug in there. Yeah, check out Final Bagpipe Freedom. All right, I'm going to start with the very first question. 
The biggest question, actually, that kind of overarchs everything that we're looking at here on this week's show is new year, new season. Lads, how much hope do you hold out for an actual season this year? 2022, we're now in January. Season kind of kicks off properly in May. Deej, what's your feelings, man? Um... Aye, exactly. (laughs) (laughs) I I, I, I do want one, and I I, I sincerely miss it. But I just... Expect disappointment and you won't be disappointed. See, that's it. Yeah, it's... I don't know, I'm always the eternal optimist, thinking everything's going ahead, it's going to be the best ever. But yeah, you do have to have that little dash of reality in there and think, well, maybe it can come crashing down. James, what's your thoughts, man, on this incoming season? You think it's going to happen? I, to be fair, I'm probably overly optimistic. Like I'm probably the, the opposite of Dage. Like he's uh, expecting disappointment, <laughs> but I'm like, it's probably because there's such a buzz around the band and stuff at the minute. Like I'm just raring to get going. I say yeah. it'll be what this will be the second, will be the second year if there is none. I'm just like, when when's it going to come to an end sort of thing? So, I'm, yeah, I'm yeah. just optimistic. We're like, no, it's going to happen. We need to make it happen because I think we need to just, one way or another, get back to it. Because yeah. there's like as, there's been festivals, music festivals, you know, there last summer and stuff. So, yeah, the difference is us. Like, yeah. You know, mm-hmm. it's, I, I just think I'm very optimistic about it. I'm just sort of, as I say, manifesting it, but. Again, if it's you one of them things. It, it'll happen, that kind yeah, of thing. It, exactly, exactly. <laughs> well, I have to say, to give people some context, really, for, who don't know who yourself is, James, first of all, and I don't know why they wouldn't, but you're a snare drummer and drum major extraordinaire, uh, of course, from Klaus Kelt Pipe Band. So just to give you a, a foot of a full That's introduction, amazing. welcome to the team, by the way. Uh, you're replacing some quite big shoes, though, from our Aaron McElwain. So you've got quite a lot of lip I'll live up to there, mate. Uh, listen, he's one of a kind. No replacing him. <laughs> not at all. Not at all. Well, if anything, that kind of bodes into a reminder for folks that we are still looking for the new voice of Weekly Drone. Uh, you're not interested in that yourself, James, no? I don't think people would want to listen to me. I am I am a drone. <laughs> like, my, my voice is a drone. I'd say after this here, they'll be like, we don't want him back. Like, <laughs> not at all. Well, hey, if anything, the opportunity's still there. You can get it, uh, your auditions into us to our email address, bigrabshow.gmail.com. There you are. That's another shameless plug. See, I'm just a plug-in machine at the minute. I'm just plugging stuff. There you go. So, Andrew, what's your thoughts, man, on the 2022 season? Do you, do you think, hold out on hope, uh, do you think it's going to happen? I don't know. <laughs> That's the best about the right answer. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, hope so. I hope so. Uh, like, uh, oh, I'm sure there's just, we're all missing it. And uh, yeah, yeah. It's, it's going to be difficult for a lot of bands, I think. But I just, uh, I really miss it and really I miss the buzz of the, and the, the sounds you had, like, uh, you know, at, at like uh, hear a lot of people that were able to go to the festivals and stuff like that. Yeah, that sound the in the distance. As soon as you, yeah. as soon as you parked up on the car park, you hear the sound of the pipes, like and that's it. Their, yeah, even doors, like I don't know. It's, it's one of those things. Like even recently, there I was in Belfast town doing some Christmas shopping, and there was a guy there busking on a set of pipes, and I was able to hear him from a mile off. I was going, oh. 
what's that? And, you know, just hearing that sound again, it's just like, wow, what is that? So, yeah, I think we are obviously missing it and we do have hope, but uh, I'm kind of in the same park as Deej. I'm hopeful, but won't be surprised if it comes crashing around us, but I'll have to guess. We'll wait and see. I am kind of optimistic like James, however, because we do have some huge music festivals that have happened and who were ticketed. There are all sorts of safety measures in place. And the showcase events that happened in Northern Ireland there uh, last year, they, they were quite good too. Did you get to any of those, James, yourself? I was at the one in Bangor. Yeah. Um, well, what did you think? I thought it was good. I mean, it obviously, just it wasn't the same as you know what you're used to, but it was yeah. good to just get about and you know see ones that you haven't seen in what the got of two years and stuff. And just as you yeah. say, hear pipes and see people. You know, I just went up and done the drum major display at it just for the crack yeah. and stuff. So as I say, it was just good to go out and see people and hear music again. That's it. And if anything, on the topic that we're talking about, it was interesting to see all the various kind of measures they brought in to try and keep people safe. Because that's one of the big things, uh, DJ, even from, you know, talking from a Scottish perspective, uh, you guys have been particularly badly hit with the virus this last while, the pandemic, and controls and public safety is a big issue at the moment. Um, Whenever they try to introduce the season in May, what kind of controls do you think they can put in place to keep folks safe? Well, um, I think the pre-booking of tickets that he's done for the, the showcase things yeah. it's quite a good idea that way people can be contact traced or whatever if they need be true true yeah um, I want to say limit numbers but then it's no like we're getting as high footfall the competitions pre-pandemic as what we were wow. um, 15 that's years beforehand that's, that has been declining anyway yeah yeah um, and then it's a bit of a, an icky area with vaccines and boosters. So mm-hmm. it's a hard call, a really hard call. It's a bit of a minefield, isn't it? Because I have to say, Andrew, as well as protecting spectators and all of that, you also have to protect the people who are involved in it. You know, the bandsmen and women mm-hmm. and the judges as well. Now, they've talked about changing possible formations of bands and getting rid of the circle. And talking about you know concert formations, what's your opinions on that about changing the format of the competition to protect folks? Are you a fan? Are you not a fan? You know, uh, I see some positives, some negatives as well. Like there's, there's, it's been a circle for for a reason, but I, I see there's, especially from a spectator's point of view, the 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 concert formation sort of thing could lend itself very well for that there. Like, and especially if you're trying to get, you know, produce, produce a public performance that is actually audience friendly. But uh, there are some like negatives, like there's especially, I think for, for like playing as a unit, it's, it's, it's really, really useful to be able to see each other. And like that's, I mean, that's yeah. maybe one of the, one of the, one of the huge reasons why we point inwards and, and and like we're all pointing the same spot and we all see the same leader yeah. or, or whatever but uh, I guess um, and sound as well sound balance uh, it might take a yeah. bit of time to balance that out um, from positioning because uh, visually doesn't always that doesn't automatically mean it's going to sound the same it could sound 
different. Well, that's it. Yeah, but bands may have to change their setup then competitively if they're now going to be playing like a crescent shape rather than a circle. And, uh, you know, especially even from a drummer's perspective, you'll have to kind of crane your neck now to see the PM's foot. And stuff like that now. Um, you know, maybe, you know can't, I mean? maybe can't because there's a maybe can't. Exactly. Yeah. But just uh, uh, it could be great. Uh, it could be uh, um, a lot of adjustment needed mm. if it is brought in. But uh, I guess that's why it's a great thing to test it out in the lower uh, and, and great. I think they're testing it out twice. I think I read. Is that right? Yeah, yeah it's, it's a couple of grades that they're they're trying. At. Yeah, yeah. So it's an interesting experiment, I think. You know, and James, we've talked about the spectators and the bands themselves. Have you kind of any views on how the judging can happen? Do you know the judges have to get kind of up close and personal with bands? Do we set them up on a I mean, table like X Factor with big buzzers or something? <laughs> yeah, you could do. As you were talking about the the likes of the formation and stuff. So obviously, like when it, if you're in your normal circle, the for instance, the drum and judge, we were actually talking about this last night. It just the drum and judge spends the majority of their time in the, in the middle, you know, yeah. probably directly behind the leading drummer. So if it did come to it, you could just have the judges spaced out, you know, at a table. At so have your drum and judge behind the drum core, obviously, mm-hmm. and then your pipe and judges at either side of the pipe core, and obviously your ensemble judge sort of somewhere in between it could mm-hmm. if, if it needed to it could come to that obviously it depends on the formation kind of thing so if you're talking about the concert formation if you're going to just have the three or the four judges you know as you as a panel sitting in front mm-hmm. i feel like that would maybe disadvantage a drum core maybe yeah. because if they're going to be behind the pipers mm-hmm. the the drum and judge potentially couldn't hear as much as they would like to or as much as they could you know the way that's it is it. at the minute yeah that, that's sort of my view on it Mm-hmm. No, it's quite right too. And even obviously from a drum major in perspective, the judges have to be mobile. You have to move around. Otherwise you can't see everyone's performance. So from a band's point of view, I can get it where they can try and keep judges stationary and perhaps protect them with screens and whatnot. That's been talked about. So yeah, it's quite some good ideas there, James. But I do think from drum majoring, you're snookered. It's so difficult. No, especially because the band, different because the bands are static. The, the judges yeah. can sort of go where they want, whereas with the drum majors, the judges go based on where the drum majors are. That's it. You know, like a, you can just, if you watch videos, you can see the judges moving about all the time. So it just yeah. wouldn't work because they'll maybe, it could work in the sense that if you made, maybe made a bit of a mistake, they wouldn't notice it. But then again, mm. if you did something really good, there's still the potential that they wouldn't notice that either. Exactly. So, yeah. And even for the likes of judging dress and stuff as well, like sometimes you have to uh, get up close to get a look, you know, make oh, sure it's that kilt yeah, pressed. Yeah. And, you know, that's going to be a really difficult one to crack. So I think our conclusion for that question is, is that RSPBA have their work cut out for them. <laughs> this is going to be a very difficult egg to crack, I think, with a lot of different aspects. And like Deed says, limiting numbers of spectators. That's going to be difficult in itself too. Like events like the Worlds is absolutely huge. And then telling people that they can't get in because, you know, we're only letting a thousand people in, in that day. You imagine the uproar that's going to cause. It's one of them there as well, though. I think people know the risk. I'm probably maybe the wrong attitude, but I just think people know the risk. You know, if you want to go out, go. If you don't, 
by all means stay at home. But as I said, we've been living with this what for the guts of two years now. Yeah. People sort of know the rest, and it's, it's, it doesn't seem like it's going any anywhere anytime soon. Mm. So I don't know. I just I'm sort of just have a free for all and just go for it the way it used to be going. <laughs> Oh, that's it too. But I, I completely understand people wanting to be careful at the same time. So yeah, I do understand I both, both viewpoints. Um, but I have to say, you know, competing in pipe bands is outdoors. And we have been told, you know, to try and do anything that we're doing pipe band related to do it outdoors in well-ventilated areas. And hopefully that will mitigate the risk to a certain degree. But I I don't know. You know, I know what it's like standing at the world's trying to hear Field Marshal crammed in like sardines in the cheap seats you know what i mean it's going to be a very different piping world i feel yeah so well i think we'll move on to our next question i think the answer to that question is that we don't know <laughs> we just don't know and uh good luck to rspba i'm trying to crack that you know it's going to be such a difficult one to solve anyway so i did mention the world championships there and we do hope on hope that the world's is happening we do have it confirmed of course from glasgow life the company who are running the event and the rspba who facilitate it that it is happening it's in the calendar i have the hotel and flights all booked so hopefully it is happening but with international travel restrictions and stuff like that and bands not being able to fly in just as easy as they were in previous years uh, i'll start with deej in this one do you think deej that we can seriously call it a world championship if we don't have those international bands there? Te- I would say technically no. Yeah. But how are they going to draw people in if it's not? <laughs> That's it. Game? Yeah. Um, Rebrand it as the Glasgow Championships or something. <laughs> you know, and then don't have Spiky and the Sash on offer. I, I, I just don't know. Yeah. Is it, is, again, this is another difficult one. And if you look at all the stuff that's going on with... Uh, Djokovic at the moment, like yeah, of course, he's right. potentially facing getting kicked to Australia because he's mm-hmm. not not been jabbed or anything. Yeah, what 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 if we can go do international travel, but only if you've been double jabbed and boosted three hundred times and <laughs> do you mean all your passports and papers in order and all aye, of that. And yeah, what if people and rightfully or wrongfully, it's, it's their own choice if people want to mm-hmm. go for it, but. If they don't want to go for it, then a band could come over with half a band. Yeah. It's not, that, it's not the same opportunity to is it? So they exactly. have to compete in their own grade if they're only going with half a band. That's it. And it's, it's, it's a numbers game too. You know, a field marshal walk in there with 30 players, you know, a big monster of a machine of a band that they can be. And then the likes of St. Lawrence Atul or Simon Fraser walks in with maybe half of their membership, you know, who were available to travel. It's going to be very difficult to be competitive at that level, I suppose. Yeah, it's, it's, I don't know, again, it's an added layer of difficulty for international bands to make it to the UK. Do you know what I mean? Mm. So, I don't know, James, what's your thoughts on it, man, about bands having to travel internationally to the world? Do you think we'll see it happen this year? I, yeah, I think what Dave said was spot on. Like, it's a weird one because there is, obviously, it is possible, you know, if you're double jabbed and all that there, like if you mm. do like a COVID test just before you go. But as you said, not everyone's double jabbed. And then obviously people might feel like they're maybe being pressured into mm. doing it because they have to. Do you know what I mean? I don't know. Yeah. It's, again, it's another difficult one. Like obviously people want to go, 
but they might not want to go on the circum you know, just in the circumstances like that. Like they have to go and the only way they have to get is if, you know, they're double jabbed and all that there. But that's it. I think yeah. now the way the way it is now, it's it is easier for the likes of international travel and stuff because not every you know, you don't have to quarantine and stuff. Which obviously that's if that true. was still in place. Yeah. If that was still in place, like I would've it, it just would have probably been a no show from the from the likes of those bands. But yeah. I think it is a bit easier to accommodate it and stuff now. So that's again, true. It's a weird one. It is, yeah, and and we do know that travel arrangements are changing every five minutes. It's crazy at the moment. You know, it seems to be every day there's another news story about, well, now you have to quarantine for like three days whenever you land, and then there's another one. No, you don't, and you don't need tested. Just go on ahead, and uh, it's it changes every five minutes. So especially I guess, yeah, especially in the UK, Dave. Yeah, I know here for Northern Ireland at the moment we've just changed the travel <clears throat> rules today. In fact, whenever we're recording this, that uh, you no longer have to do a PCR test and all this stuff as soon as you land. You can now wait a week of days and then do it, you know. <laughs> and then, what do you say, tomorrow again, it'll probably change again. Do you know what I mean? That, that, that's the beauty of this. And I'm going to throw a real fly in the ointment here, and I know you're going to laugh at me, but <clears throat> Brexit? They're all laughing don't, at me. Don't. Don't don't ask me about any of that. Have a clue. So <laughs> yeah, we're, we're going to turn into a politics podcast instead of a piping one. Yeah, but I dare say politics may have a role to play here, especially around Brexit and travel and visas and things like that. Mm. I, who knows what it's going to look like in the UK for travel arrangements and stuff? I, I have no idea. Andrew, have you any opinions, man? Do you think we'll see any international bands this year? Oh, it's 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 a, it's risky. Like, uh, and it's uh, is it a risk the uh, uh, fire traveling bands are willing to take? Cause, uh, yeah, like, like a, it can be a fortune bringing a band over, and it's 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 like a mm. could be yearly fundraising just to save up for coming over. Sure, you get mm-hmm. you get land, to, and uh, we're we're at the mer- mercy of like uh, you know, does everything go well? You know, like. Same as everybody, but you got the added COVID this 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 time, and mm. you know, you know, you wake up world's morning, and two people's been con, you know, you got the Contracted COVID, it. yeah, uh, and mm-hmm. and the whole everyone was out of Todd's bar and all came back loaded, yeah, and <laughs> like that could happen. World's morning, world's morning, and then the whole band need to start stuff isolating, and you came all this way, and yeah. And then that could even, and I know I haven't mentioned this yet, but that could possibly affect their journey home as well. Yeah. You know, because, you know, you take a fortnight off or however long, two weeks off for the Worlds and actually go and compete. And then you have to take an additional two weeks off whenever you land home to possibly quarantine and yeah. all that stuff. So you're talking a month and away to, from to get, <laughs> to get on the, Sometimes, most of to get onto the flight, you have to have proof that you've... I don't know. That's right. All of your papers, vaccines, it's so (laughs) complicated. Yeah. It's, yeah, there's a lot of hurdles there even before you think about hitting that grass in Glasgow, you know. So, hey, if any bands internationally are planning to go to the world, I wish you as well. I do wish you the very best of luck. I do know a good number of you contacted the show uh, the last year or so saying that you'd hope to be in Glasgow for 2022, Uh, especially a lot of bands from the US, Australia, New Zealand, even. And, uh, yeah. For all your plans, I do wish as well. Uh, you guys definitely have your work cut out for you, you know, <laughs> for sure. 
So, well, I think with that in mind, lads, I think at this point in the show, uh, normally I would possibly take a break and go and get myself a cup of tea. What do you think? Are you all ready for a cup of tea, eh? Huh? Aye. Aye, why not? Put the, put the kettle on there, right? I think so. Aye. So it's time for a big cup of tea. It's time for the topic of the week. McLennan Bagpipes by North Carolina artisan bagpipe maker Roddy McLennan from Euston, Scotland. They don't strive to be the biggest, fastest or the cheapest. They do, however, meticulously craft a small number of warm and stable sounding instruments of heirloom quality. Roddy has followed this philosophy for over 30 years and continues to evolve with innovations like the Elevation Chanter. Designed with North American bands in mind, providing a lower pitch, rich harmonics and strong, clear projection, Elevation Chanters provide a stable platform for a thick band sound. Check out BespokeBagpipes.com for more information. McLennan Bagpipes, born in Scotland, made in the USA. Having launched the Regimental Series in March 2019 and the Axial Series in August of the same year, the British Drum Company were firing on all cylinders. That was until the world was hit by a global pandemic and they were forced by the government to stop production, close the doors and lock up the factory. In May this year, they reopened their doors and the production lines started to flow again. The company is as busy as ever and are happily back making shells, filing snare beds by hand and polishing drums prior to dispatch. If your corps is looking for a new set of drums, then don't hesitate to get in touch with their marching department for more information. Don't forget, tours are available for all leading drummers on their corps. The British Drum Company. Look amazing, sound amazing, feel amazing. Wallace Bagpipes. Quality, pride and passion, made in Scotland. Proud bagpipe supplier to the Red Hot Chili Pipers. Visit wallacebagpipes.com for more information or contact your nearest dealer. Welcome back. Yes, I, I tell you what, I needed the cup of tea, even if the rest of you didn't. I don't think you any of the rest of you had a cup of tea, did you? Nah, oh, they're all shaking yeah. their head. No. There you go. Ah, well, I did. <laughs> right, I have to get into the next question then. All right, so we're talking about the 2022 season and our hopes for it, I suppose, and what our thoughts are, what we think this season will look like. I'm going to kind of pull away from that a little bit, but talk about the actual piping association themselves. Following their AGM last year, I suppose November, only a few months ago, it's kind of weird to say that it was last year, but uh, the RSPBA now seem to have a wee bit of a renewed focus, I suppose, on communicating with its members. Have you guys noticed this? No? I suppose it's kind of going, yeah, kind of. What do you think, Andrew? Have you noticed that, that they've been doing a lot more announcements and communicating with members now? Absolutely. And even even on the Facebook, they're seeing wee different wee posts here and there. And they have a very nice wee posters designed and everything. And, and like different yeah. announcements. Like it's, uh, there's, for this point, there's maybe not much going on at all. Like, uh, and, but, uh, and uh, these, these year meetings with the 
pipe majors and the late drummers. Yes, I, that was Even, the Northern Ireland branch that did that. Yeah. That was fantastic, um, wasn't it? Yeah. That, that was, uh, I think that was very, it was great, like very well received, though there wasn't mm. a huge attendance compared to how many bands were in the association, but it was, it was great. And, and like, there's, there's another one hopefully coming up. Um, well, that's it. Yeah, that geez. last night, I suppose, from yeah. when you're listening to well, this. Aye. Yes. Uh, <laughs> yeah, and, we uh, are aware of the second one. Yeah. <laughs> uh, and I, I'm looking forward to hearing what well, this is. I'll be till last night. Well, that's I look at. We're in a weird time warp right now. Yeah, it's very strange. Um, but yeah, we are aware of these meetings happening and one happening last night. But I have to say, it's a huge step forward because James, I don't know in your time, mate, when RSPBA and I, have you ever known this to happen before? No, no. That's what's going to say. It's probably a first that I've sort of noticed the most the communication between the association and the bands, mm. and as you said, their meetings and stuff sort of taken the views and you know opinions of the bands on things into yeah. consideration because it's all I think it's all well and good, you know, suggesting all these different changes and stuff, but at the end of the day, if the bands don't want it or if the bands don't think it's a good idea, then it's what's you know, what's the point sort of thing. So it's it. it is as good that they're taking the thoughts and views of the bands in. Oh, definitely. Not, not, I should be encouraged. Not so long ago, there was, wasn't there a suggested indoor championships, and there was a survey oh, sent out. Yeah. Today, but that was that was great. Um, mm-hmm. I think it's a great idea getting we several said different secretaries, all the, all the secretaries, and and hopefully very quickly you find out the, the view. Like, what, do you think this would be feasible? You know. That's it. Every band, every grade was consulted, and well, I think we've yet to hear the outcome of that. But at least they're reaching out now. Before they would have kind of just reported it each year and said, "Well, we've made this decision, and this is what's happening, and uh, we'll see you all in May or March or whatever the date may be." You know, you just got told things, you know, through an announcement or something. And even at that, it was a link on Twitter, and if you missed it, then hard cheese. But that—that's kind of you know. It's a big change now where they're actually asking people, do you think this is a good idea? You know what I mean? Deej, has that been the case in Scotland? Like, I know we're talking very much about bands here in Northern Ireland, but has there been much communication at a branch level in Scotland? Uh, certainly not that I'm aware of. Right. Um, hmm. I, I don't know. It's maybe, there could be two points that it could be this, like the band secretary you know, passing information on to myself and the bike major or... There's just genuinely nothing coming through. I see. Um, yeah, it, it would be quite good to have done the same with like the individual branches. Done what you guys have had, mm. where like you have the the online meetings with the lead drummers and pipe majors. Yeah. Um, even if it's not like go talk, discuss competitions and stuff. Maybe like discuss. <laughs> If any bands want to put any lead drummers or pipe majors want to put in their members through PDQB qualifications and do it all online or yeah, just that things it's it's still a money earner for this the association. So certainly, yeah. Why why not? But yeah, I, I, it could be one of two things. Um, I, I've got a rough idea what it might be, but I'm not gonna. Ah, uh, well, we're not going to throw your band secretary under the bus here. Right? No. <laughs> or, the, or the branch. I'll, I'll just... 
It could be all quiet. It could be all quiet. Yeah. <laughs> but no, I take your point there, dude. You know, throughout this past couple of years, throughout this pandemic, RSPBA and from a headquarters level have been kind of criticized this last while for not having much interaction with the membership, you know, from that point of view, you know, even Zoom gathering or stuff like that, just to kind of give bands a bit of a help with fundraising efforts throughout the pandemic or you know, little tuition packages, things like that through the piping and drumming schools and stuff like that. Yeah. RSPBA, I don't know. They haven't been very active from that regard, you know, so I think this isn't them maybe now trying to pick up where they've maybe dropped the ball, you know, and uh, I don't know about you guys, but have you visited the new website yet? Brand new flashy RSPBA website. Have you seen it, James? I had a bit of snoop about it whenever it just came out. I think it was overdue. Uh, yeah <laughs> in so many words i i think the website that they had uh with the previous one i think it was a back since it was there since the late 90s i could be wrong maybe early 2000s at least when i started competing which would have been 15 years ago oh boy so yes it has been a while so it's been due the refresh so it has Andrew, you're kind of like me. You you love going back through old previous results and looking at stats and stuff and yeah. u- using the website. How have you found it? It's definitely an upgrade, and it's, 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 it seems very like straight to even the front, the home page. But it's very, it doesn't seem as busy. Like, but but straight away you've got nearly every information you got. Like, why would you go to the internet? Why, why would you go to their website and uh, look? What news do you have? And like, that's the first thing you're looking it's for. It's the first yeah. news. First thing you look at, and, and like a list of the last previous five, and you view all the news stories a very quick link, and like all your information over on the right, and like uh, sometimes I'm. A lot of time I went onto the website on my phone, and they went up to the wee 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 buttons. There's the old website. You go to wee buttons at the top, and then you have to press one of the buttons, and then you go wee scroll down, and then you have to go to an hour to the right. Next thing, yeah, you're you're in a completely different section <laughs> because <laughs> and the, but here this is it's I think it's it's great. Uh, yeah, um, done a good job, like bringing it up a bit more. Oh, definitely. So. As much as we love to criticize the association at times, I think we've done a cracking job here for the new website. So well done, folks. If any of you are listening there in HQ, well done. <laughs> the good work on the website. <laughs> Keep our let, as they say in Northern Ireland. Alrighty, well, on to our next question then. Well, like I said, we haven't had any competitions really, I suppose, here in the UK now for two years. You know, we've had two seasons cancelled on us essentially. <coughs> Do you guys think that we'll now see a possible drop in numbers? Now, I'm not just talking about numbers in the bands themselves, but with regards to bands, do you think we'll see as many bands on the grass this incoming year? I don't know. I'll open the door possibly to Andrew on this one. What do you think? Do you think we'll see many bands actually hit the grass? I hope so. Like, uh, yeah. <laughs> but but it's, it's, been, it's, been, it's been a while and um, it's been difficult. Like, the, for the most part, like, we haven't been able to meet together for practices and that's it. Yeah, bands, yeah. Like we heard, like many bands are trying to get back to practices, and mm. you know, there's a lot of rumors going about. It's been difficult with numbers and stuff. We've we've a lot of young ones, and it's it's been great getting them. Some, some maybe like a band's worth of players that have never played with another piper played together before in yeah. person, 
<laughs> never been like we've got a lot of young ones like are coming on and like it's been great to actually meet mm. in person and like hear <laughs> like and see people in 3d instead of something on a screen but uh, but even even at that it's 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 a lot of bands it's a hard push come, yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. When, when when you've when you've when something's been taken away out of your schedule and it's very really easy to fill that time again for a lot of people Aye, but, uh, definitely yeah so I, I don't know james i know you guys in Klaus kelt have been just champing at the bit to get back out again and head into grade one i know any member of Klaus kelt i've chatted to over the past year so that's been the focus that Klaus kelt just cannot wait to get out so I gather that you guys are going to be okay because your membership uh, seemed to be ravenous to hit the grass. But uh, I, I don't know. What's your thoughts about other grades, you know, uh, in the Northern Ireland scene specifically? Do you think we'll see a bit of a downturn in numbers of bands? I, it's, it's weird because I think a lot of people have realized, well, not realized, but as Andrew said, they've found other things they could be doing. They've probably filled their time with doing something else. And, Everybody knows that pipe bands is an expensive hobby as well, oh, and yeah. they probably realised that the money, you know, the money that they've been saving by say, not going to Scotland to the four majors, or mm. as, or the, what the Scottish ones not having to come over here for the majors and stuff too. They probably realised, hold on a minute, I'm saving a lot of money here, so yeah, they're probably I can went, afford a like, new car now or something. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, but then as you said, like on the on the other end of the scale, like the likes of us in the band, like. I know from a personal point of view, I can't wait to get back at it. Mm. Um, and as you said, the band's just raring to go as well. And I think there is a lot of other bands that are in the same position too. But then, yeah, I don't know, it's sort of like 50-50. There's two opposite ends of the scale. Like, So I suppose we'll not know until whatever day we get back out. Maybe at the first major. That's or you see, you know, the, the, the entry the, or whoever's entered for you know for things as well. That's one thing I'm going to be keeping a very keen eye on is the actual draw you know, to see who's entered, who, you know, but we all know ourselves that you can enter a band for a competition, but come the actual day, you'll find some bands just aren't ready, especially now. And they might not just turn up. They might enter for the competition and then just don't show, you know, mm. who knows, who knows? DJ, what, what's the feeling in the water over there in sunny Scotland? Mate? Do, do you think that you guys will see a bit of a downturn in band turnout? I think so. Mm. Um, just pretty much the same reasons that, that we've already discussed here. Um, I know for us personally, we've had two years worth of kids now going away to uni. Oh, so yeah, true. Mm-hmm. All about, um, so not only are they away studying and stuff, but they've also filled that time where they would have been practising. With other stuff. With other things. Yeah, yeah. Like young students do. So they'll mm-hmm. be at the pubs and stuff. Sitting at home, I mean, we've all done it, but uh, yeah, <laughs> we've got that constant thing there to go. Well, actually, maybe I'll go down to the boozer tonight, I'll have a wee rattle with the pad or get the chanter out. Mm-hmm. For them. So, no, I think overall, I think there will be less bands, yeah, yeah, um, I think that's right, yeah. And as well as a band turnout, like we were talking very beginning of the podcast there about a downturn and footfall at competitions was happening anyway, even during the good times, I suppose, if we can call them that. Um, but yeah, I think obviously this pandemic will have an effect and footfall for these competitions this season and possible future ones. I, you know, I, what do you guys think? Do you think the spectators will actually leave the house and go out and watch it or 
I don't know. What do you think? A hard one to, to judge. Like with, I hate predicting the future. I don't know. No, and, uh, me too. <laughs> all, all I can yeah. all I can talk about is today, though. Like, uh, you know, do you know what a what a great picture maybe to to like hope for is like mm. you know the younger grades or whatever, like a whole crowd of young new young ones taking the first competition out or something like oh, that. Would not be like, amazing. Yeah, like uh, wouldn't be a perfect time for bands to be to take the opportunity to, to build you know, without yeah. uh, giving opportunities to your young, like and uh, that and that their pipe majors, lead drummer. Mm. So I think uh, in the grade four discussion, there was the what for the ones that did take part in that there that that came, that came to the meeting and soon, uh, yeah, pretty much all of them were talking about that had a crowd of young. Learners uh, coming on, coming and, through, yeah. And mm-hmm. especially like the festival would be perfect for them, but like, uh, we all we all need to start the competition some stage. But that's I don't it. know. I forgot the question, Rob. No, well, that's <laughs> it. We we're talking about the spectators and stuff, but no, you're quite right. You know, the focus should be on the musicians <laughs> like, themselves. Yeah. Know, when you when you've got a crowd of young ones coming out, that wouldn't that be great? Because you get their parents coming to you, support them on, like exactly. Uh, yeah. Aunts, uncles, grannies, granddads—they all come to see Wee Jimmy playing. You know, and exactly yeah. that's what it's all about. And uh, I have to say, well, you know, ba- we have seen signs of this actually. The likes of the Vale of Athol—they've launched, you know, brand new novice juvenile band coming through. You know, and some of those young kids there could play—they're unbelievable, and they've been learning through lockdown. You know, and so they've come through some big challenges to produce a band full of youngsters, and I can't wait to see them on the grass, you know. And even kids that go through other systems, such as Bog Hall, you know, uh, some of the school bands as well, like Dollar, and, you know, bands like that. Yeah, you know, who have all these young kids going through that system. I can't wait to see them hit the grass. Yeah. Healthy future when you've got young people coming on and developing and... I mm. guess that's that's, that's that's where your development comes from. Aye, like 100%. Your, where your where your future comes from. It's like your future talent. Indeed, indeed. Now I'm not going to comment on the the age bracket of Klaus Kelt now, James Hart. Whether he's getting older, or he's getting younger. I'll just let that one go. All right, just in case anyone from Klaus Kelt's listening right now. But you're all you're all uh, yeah, I you're all in the the golden age bracket. There you are. Anyway, moving on. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to get an email about that. <laughs> I have to move on to our next question. We're almost through the questions here, actually. But uh, as you know, this year, I have to be fair, um, no matter what shape it takes, it's going to be a year of rebuilding, I think, to try and build back what we once had. What do you guys see as being our top priority for stuff that we have to address this incoming season? And Deej, I'm going to throw that one to you to start, mate. What do you think should be priority number one? Don't know everything. Everything, nice. <laughs> That's a difficult one to, to address. That one, yeah. I mean, it, it is because what what I think personally should be first. But I, I don't know what it should be, but whatever I think, it, it could it might not be as important to yourself, to someone else, or yeah, yeah. So it's uh, I don't envy them for make having to make these decisions at all. Um, yeah, that's it. it as long as they communicate these decisions, though, then that helps. I'll, I'll, I'll be happy. Good enough. Good enough. Andrew, what about yourself? You were talking there about the development of youth and stuff in pipe bands. Do you see that as kind of being a priority for the future, then? 
I absolutely like uh, yeah. Hmm. So like for as a, as the organization as a whole, I wouldn't know where to start, and you know, but yeah. <laughs> uh, it's it's a it's a difficult time, and like promote anything we can do to promote. Mm. Our bands and and giving them opportunities to play in the public and giving them we're all this competitive yeah and like we all want to be competitive and like when there's no competitions to be competitive at then you know it's it's you know competitions out there would be great mm. um like well, it's it's yeah. uh, we've, uh, there's like uh, no band competitions go to, so they, they went into the solos and some of these online ones, and and have got great success out there, and it's it's really helped their development. Something to aim for. That's so, it. Yeah. Uh, I'd give people that's, that's a reason a to thing. play. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Why? Why do? You, why? Why do you put that extra work in? Because you you know you, you want to win it. You know, you 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 got a got the All Ireland Championships, the Scottish, the World Championships coming up a few months, and that it, it, that's what why you put that extra little push in. But when that's when it. there's nothing coming up, it's, it's difficult. Mm-hmm. You know, that's it. But uh, you end up some people slack off, and other people that keep going is just the ones that are really in love with the music. You know, yeah. they, they play whether they're playing the competition on Saturday or not, but. No, that's it. That's uh, yeah. I think definitely that's the case. You know, investment in showcasing our musicians and promotion is definitely a huge, a huge deal. Yeah, James, what's your opinions, man? What, what do you think should be priority number one then when we're trying to rebuild? I think just getting out there and playing, just playing music. So that that's why that's why anybody sort of starts. You know, you get into yeah. a pipe band. I know I didn't get into pipe bands for you know, for the aim of competing, mm. I was sort of, I didn't really have a choice in the matter, actually. But <laughs> we're gonna, you get into it and then you realize that why, why you do what we do. You know, you go, yeah. you go to band practice every week because you love going to band practice every week. You love going and standing in the circle and playing tunes. Obviously, you need a, like, a purpose. You need something to aim for. So mm. we go to, we go to band practice every week because we have a, well, with a concert coming up, so that's what we have to aim for. We have to be ready for the concert. Yep. We have to be ready for the season. So I think it's just important to get out and play music, essentially, mm. and just get the day out, get get a day out, see everybody in, have a crack. That's the priority. The yeah. See the way he worked in a shameless plug there. He's, he's welcome to the Rab Show team, isn't he? There you go. Concert on the 26th of March. Had to be done. Yeah. Marketplace Theatre. Get your tickets now. There you go. <laughs> Uh, so yeah I, I dare say you're right i think even given my own opinion i think promotion of the art form is going to be a huge deal and to promote it you have to provide opportunity and competitions and such are one of the biggest platforms that we have as a piper drummer drum major and yeah we've we've missed that this last couple of years to be able to promote our art form i definitely think that's the priority here you know giving people opportunities to play we need more music you know, that's exactly, like I agree with you all there, for sure. So, with that being said, then, two final questions that I want to leave you with. Uh, number one, what are you excited to see this incoming year? I know for myself, I am just excited to see our UK top flight bands back on the grass again. You know, I cannot wait to be able to stand and watch 
all a grade one from start to finish, or Inverary's, our shots, or field marshals, our Klaus Kelts, all of those guys in the ring doing the business. I just, it's been too long since I've seen bands in general. But uh, I'll start with Andrew, first of all. What are you most excited to see this incoming season? Well, I, I would have said the same thing, Rob, but I, um, maybe old friends, like, you know, people uh, yeah. they don't right. get to see and, unless it's major, like, uh, mm. so uh, I think a lot of people will be thinking about that. Oh, for sure, yeah, that whole social aspect of it too, yeah, yeah. indeed. Deej, what about yourself, man? You, what are you looking forward to the most? Your tank. Yeah, <laughs> well, that's it. You may as well tell the truth. Yeah, looking forward to the beer time. Why not? Yeah, again, that's that social side of it. And as Andrew says, there's been people we've missed over this last couple of years, and uh, people oh, whose round it's been for this last year or two and still haven't bought yet. So, quite right. That's just yeah. not the bonus chatting with folk. Aye, 100%. Yeah, James, all about yourself, mate. I'm sure. Looking forward to possibly hitting the ring in Grade One this year. Um, but yeah. what else would you be looking forward to? <laughs> I think so. it's all been said. As you said, beer tent is. I love going, playing tunes, and then the sun's out having a wee beer afterwards. So just standing around listening to listening mm. to bands as well. You know, after you play, going and listening to everybody else. You know, maybe tuning up and stuff like that. And as you said, just chatting to people that you don't see from you know major to major, and just exactly say have. Seeing yeah. people having the crack, that's what it's about. Grabbing the old selfie and saying hi to folk, exactly. It's, that's a massive part of it, indeed. Now, there is another question which kind of leaves us on a bit of a downer, but yeah, but I have to put it in there, I suppose. What are you dreading about this incoming year? I'll start off with Deej on this one. What are you dreading the most this year? Right, so the pint in the beer tent. Really? <laughs> it could be up from previous years, you know? It could well be. Yeah, I think the price of the pints in Beer Tent of the World's last time over there, 2019, was like a fiver, something like five, six pound, maybe. I don't know. Do you think I can get any higher than that? Mm, uh, easily. I think it was like four pound a half. Need, Whatever it is, so be it. So be it. Okay. You don't care, James. <laughs> it's been too long. Too long. Yeah, just don't give us stuff. Just, yep. 20, yeah. quid a, 20 quid a pint, I don't care. Yeah. When you come up to the pint and then you know how expensive it is. <laughs> oh man and see the thing those Scottish measures as well are so different from measures here in Northern Ireland you know like I don't know anyway, we're not going to get into that debate now are we uh, so James what about yourself mate what are you dreading about this incoming year the, the potential of it not happening yeah. I think it's probably been from the start of this sort of the dread oh, that the plug's going to be pulled here yeah, you, you know, stole mine actually. That, that's exactly what I was yeah. going to say. It's the threat even, of it not happening. Yeah. Maybe the, the fact that we might get it, but it'll not be the same. Yeah. You know, again, uh, I've said we do it because we love it. And, it, you know, the, people go because of the way it is. But if it's not going to be, obviously, it, pro- it probably won't be the same. But I don't know. It's a weird one. I don't know really what I'm trying to say here, but mm. it's just not being what, what you're used to. Yeah, which is probably what's going to happen. Yeah, yeah, that's it. And yeah, that's my dread. If anything, is that you know we'll build up to what we hope will be a a great season and a great comeback, and then it'll just it'll be nothing for yet another year. That's my dread. You know, it's been too long. I I don't know, Andrew. What's your opinion, mate? What what are you dreading for this incoming year? Um, some venues with poor internet. 
because <laughs> oh, <God. laughs> yeah, as as one of the live streamers, as I'm, I'm pretty much saying what the other boy is saying when I turn to think of something else. But as a live streamer, especially in the rain and stuff, the wind, oh, yeah, mountains around you or something, you know, it looks beautiful and everything. Mm-hmm. But like you, you maybe don't even have enough internet or, or like cell service to hear a phone call properly, and you're exactly. trying to yeah. And the, the screen gets all like fuzzy and stuff. <laughs> <laughs> I think famously one of our worst venues. It looks lovely. It's a great venue. Good competition up in Portrush in Northern yeah, Ireland. Fantastic. But we have never been able to live stream it because the signal is awful. So sort yeah. it out, Portrush. Uh, but yeah, I'm I'm there with you, Andrew. Yeah, trying to chase down that <laughs> cell phone signal is awful. So with that being said, though, I have to say, James, welcome to the team. And uh, no doubt, Will will be utilizing your skills uh, with live streaming and stuff like that. Um, yeah, as the season unfolds, 2022, no matter what shape it takes, lads, I really do hope that we'll have some form of a season and our musicians have an opportunity to play. Young and old, experienced, inexperienced, I hope everyone gets a chance to have a run out in the grass and we'll do what we can here. The Big Rab Show to cover it and uh, in every way possible. Indeed. So, lads, thank you all so much for taking time to chat this here in the podcast. Have you any parting thoughts before I hit the stop button here? Just want to say hello to anybody, anything like that. Hello. There you are. I was I was expecting up the lagging. You. You. That's what the feeder said. We'll see you in the beer tent. Ah, that's a good one. Yeah, Deej, what about yourself? Uh, Diplomatic as always. Yeah. No, no. That's it. Nothing to say. <laughs> Grand job. Well, folks, I have to say a huge thank you for taking time to chat to us. Ourselves here in the Big Rab Show team, we're going to be dead busy uh, preparing for this incoming season. We are hoping on hope it's going to happen. So we're preparing as if it is going to happen. So stick with us. And of course, don't forget, you can also go and support us over there on Patreon. Go and click on support and you get your hands on loads of extra stuff, uh, including some backstage videos, Rab Show Plus episodes from Fuse, all that stuff. It's all over there on Patreon. Alrighty, so that's it for another Big Rab Show podcast. And we will hopefully see us all again next week for another one. See us again next week. All the best. Well, that's it for another Big Rab Show podcast. Thanks so much for downloading this week. And a special thank you to our sponsor, G1 Reads. Played by bands around the world, they are the champion's choice. Played by two-time world champions in Vararian District. Don't forget to check out thebigrabshow.com to be kept up to date with all the latest news and views from the piping world. And also check us out on Patreon. For five bucks a month, you can get your hands on tons of extra piping goodness and be part of the Patreon faithful. So until next week, guys, we'll see you right here on the Big Rab Show podcast. All the best. <laughs>